So hi, we're from Alpha Omega London, maker of shoes at heart but creator of waves in the fashion industry. We started this podcast series to tackle head-on the current issues that matter in the society we live in today and get honest views from the malice that matter. So in this series, we're discussing how fashion over the years has frolicked with its association with revolutionary causes and social injustices revolutionising both the industry and the way we view gender in a post-industrialised world. So, tackling this discussion, this series, is Tamara, Nazina, Priyanka, Kate. So, welcome back to um, episode three of this podcast series. If you haven't listened to the first two, uh, go back and listen to them because everything will make a lot more sense. (laughs) So, what we're thinking, well, what we've actually found now um, is that we definitely have all been brainwashed through stereotypes (laughs) in our views of gender roles because (laughs) despite the fact that we're kind of waving the white flag for fluidity we've definitely all subconsciously gone back to pink is for girls and blue is for boys so brings us to the question um where are we now and are we in a gender revolution do we need a gender revolution and do we actually need gender roles in the society that we're currently in i think we do they they shouldn't be too restrictive i think that the extremes are what what harms us and don't forget, I think it's it's also when, I mean, if we were to look at the, the sort of inequalities um, that have arisen from, I guess, the, the, the restrictive roles, they've largely come from, I mean, we go we're sort of going back into the, the Industrial Revolution, but they, they largely come from the shift that I guess women played, which came from the homes into the workplace. And I think, you know, when women were in a way, threatening patriarchy to some degree. That's where the issues arose. That's where the inequalities arose. And I feel that throughout the, those times, you know, women fighting for, you know, human rights and and various other, you know, social social issues, um, you know, we've we've come to a point where we're actually. I mean, we're we're in a good place, but we're not necessarily you know, we're not in a place where we have eradicated a lot of, you know, a lot of the problems that women still to even today encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just don't feel as though the roles are necessarily the the arch enemy in, in all of this. And, you know, to some degree, there is an, a sense of, of flux that kind of exists between both male and female, meaning, you know, as we progress into our, you know, sort of further into our adulthood, you know, we tend to sort of rely a little bit more on our gender roles. Um, and the sort of fight towards, you know, those, the, the fight, the fight against those gender roles in our previous years or in our earlier years have kind of put us in this state of confusion. We're sort of mm. thinking, well, men don't know how to you know, see themselves anymore. Women don't know what they want, whether they still want their career, whether they want to be at home and, and raise their children as they get older. And it, it's almost, there's a lot of questioning that, that comes. But I think rather than looking at gender roles as being this arch enemy, we, we kind of need to look elsewhere and think, well, you know, let's just let's just continue to create an environment where we can all exist without there being such negativity about 
how the other is is judged basically we can use that format um and and, and address it to you know a community of of those who feel that they don't you know correspond to or they don't associate themselves as either male or female so that the agender or the gender fluid or the gender queer community or the transgender communities so yeah that's personally how I feel but I think that's kind of the key issue that we are facing right now so like you said historically there have been very defined gender roles and it almost made things easier if people didn't like it they didn't like it but that was how things were done the man went to work the woman stayed at home well that's exactly well I mean that's how it was in the UK and I do think um other cultures still have that and I know it's different in different places and sometimes women had to give up a job or but that was the kind of general, the general theme of things is, is that's what a man did and that's what a woman did. And I think we're now more than ever in a societal point that that's not the case anymore. And you can do either. A guy could stay home and look after the kids and the woman can work. A woman can earn more than a man and that's okay in a relationship. And I think we are, yeah, we are in that time where there's far less definition. But does that confuse things does that make us almost lost do we need that guideline I think I think there's an element of yeah no as you just correctly sort of mentioned that we we do need a, a very sort of um you know a loose um understanding as to because don't forget these roles they don't just come from nowhere they're they're pretty much based on I mean yes they're based on history religion etc um, but you can't deny that a, a, a male form is different to a, a female's form. And so there needs to be some understanding as to how a, a male and a female work together, you know, towards one goal. I don't know if that makes any mm-hmm. sense, but we we consider you know, the the unity of a man and a woman and how that unity actually works, you know, to for, for, the, for a better, you know, outcome. Mm-hmm. And I think at the moment there's way too much focus. I think we tend to handpick a lot of the social issues that affect um, women, particularly if it's within the sort of, you know, gender inequality spectrum, um, but we're completely ignoring, you know, some of the quite, you know, sort of serious issues. For example, we talk about gender pay and the gap between male and female and, you know, this sort of like fighting against, you know, misogyny and and patriarchy. But yet still we completely ignore the porn industry. We completely ignore, um, you know, the the sort of um, the, the, the fueling of misogyny amongst those industries and you know I I just I just feel as though you know we're, we're just we're just nitpicking I think we just need to not focus too much on these roles and just you know try to make it work. I think it's difficult though because it's become more aware because the industries have become more transparent and more transparency has been pushed onto industries and therefore people are more aware that there is this um, disparage between, you know, for example, with pay, men and females pay. 
And we might not have been aware of it before because people didn't know how much each other got paid. You might think that a guy might have maybe got paid more, but you didn't really know. And I think, for example, with the BBC publishing pay and then um, everything about in the film industry as well, you know, with women finding out that, you know, their male counterpart has been paid, I don't know, something disgusting, like double what they've been paid. And I think it's this idea that, you know, we were all kind of bobbing along happily because we were like, yeah, equal opportunity. Women are still, you know, we've finally been able to have the same opportunities as men. And then suddenly there's that other kind of turn, you know, it's like smoke and mirrors, isn't it? It's like, oh, actually, yeah, we've been given equal opportunity, but... It's not as good an opportunity no, as what the man's right, been given. Right. It's it's this it's that you've you've been given it. It's open to you now, but it's not really the same package. Right. So the idea there is more transparency and there's more awareness over the Which kind of good. the difference. Yeah, Do we think but... that we then need to work from this platform to? Do we, do we think, you know, male and female genders are they are they equal yet? Do we need to work more to make them equal? I mean, I think people in their 20s and 30s now are the first generation which is kind of facing this um, situation where a woman to be at home is an aberration, like it's not an option anymore. Like the cost of living and the lifestyle requires young families to have both the uh, wife and the husband to work and earn and like have two incomes basically Mm -hmm. and also I think there's like this constant pressure of being good at work and being good parents as well these days Mm -hmm. so I think there's already a lot uh, today's people are trying to handle at the same time so but yeah about equality I I don't know how much is that like I don't know where that is going I I agree that, of course, women haven't gotten, like, everything's not very ideal for women at the moment. But I also agree that things have changed a lot. And there is a lot of change to swallow at the moment. Like, there were a lot of things that women wouldn't do in the past, but they are doing it now. So there's, I see progress there. But of course, we're we're not where we would think or where where we would want to be, of course. So like with kind of, you know, the whole idea with agender fashion, do we just need to get rid of gender roles to create and to have that push towards equality I mean Kate what do you think about that I don't I mean I don't think you can really get rid of the gender roles I think part of the reason that we haven't seen I mean we have like Priyanka says we've seen an awful lot of progress but maybe not as much is because all the new things that are happening women working but the you know like we said we've all been a bit brainwashed the ideas in people's heads haven't caught up with everything else yet. And I think until that happens, like society generally has caught up with all the changes, the, like the physical changes that are going on, women actually going into work, um, men staying at home. If the whole society hasn't caught up with that yet, then that's mm. going to take a bit of time. Mm. And that's why you don't see it always working in a way. And I think that because there's still a little bit of... For women as well, there's a bit of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Mm-hmm. If you want to go for a sort of more prescribed gender role, then you're sort of, in today's climate, you're unambitious or right. you're this or you're that or you, you don't want to work. or. Um, 
But if you do, you're some sort of like mm. power crazed career woman who mm -hmm. has got no nurturing side. Yeah, and yeah. and then you, women probably feel at the moment that they can't win mm. and men don't really know where they are. Just a quick reminder, you're listening to the AO London podcast. Please subscribe on whatever platform you listen on, give us a review and carry on the protest. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Equality is really, it, it's kind of born out of this, um, the issue that has been raised with the LGBT community yeah. and, and sort of, um, you know, as, 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 you know, wanting, um, I guess, equality themselves or wanting acknowledgement or wanting not to be treated, you know, with, with prejudice, etc. So I think, you know, we're thrown up, you know, these issues based on sometimes the progression of, of gender um, identities through mm -hmm. throughout time um and you know again there there is no real solution you know to this equality issue but getting rid of roles i don't think will help us you know progress any closer towards that solution yeah. mm -hmm. i think i think actually what we need to try and do is maybe get rid of that fear, get rid of the prejudice, get rid of the, the wanting to fit in, get it, get rid of the, the ex fulfilling expectations, not really understanding who you are. I think once we tackle those issues and, and create a society where we're all pretty much accepting mm. of who we are individually, then I think. I mean, Priyanka, so, you look yeah. brimming to speak. Know, you're like buzzing on your seat okay. there. You're like, come on, There's please, so can, I, can I say I mean, something? <laughs> I could go on and on, actually. I mean, when you think of, I don't know how many, uh, I don't know how, uh, sorry, I don't know if transgenders, for example, are being accepted enough. Although when I look at India, it recently, I think in 2009 or something, they put other genders, the election commission put other genders as a category on the official ballots. Right. But even today, they're not really seen as one of us. They're definitely outcasted. It's, uh, 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 and the, it, it, it really yeah. surprises me a lot. Uh, and this question of, I mean, this third gender, the discussion of it has been there for more than 4,000 years now, like Hindu texts like Mahabharata and Ramayana, they mention people with um, uh, gender ambiguities to, uh, they, they associate them with demigods. And even the Kama Sutra has talked about, uh, uh, it talks about a wide spectrum of genders partaking in sexual acts. And this, uh, this has been there since 300 BC, if I'm not wrong, I hope I'm not wrong. And, um, uh, you know things like that, and uh, and a very a very significant uh, Hindu deity, the Lord Shiva, is um, known to uh, merge into um, is known to transform genders when he merges with his wife Parvati into Ardhanarishwara. Yes, it's yeah. that. So so these things have been there for quite long, but mm -hmm. are we still? acceptive of their uh, identities i don't think we are we still treat them separately as uh, a different community uh, when you look at um, transgender models i think when you look at their interviews of course you see them on the runways and they're all there all glamorous and out there but are we really tackling with deeper issues you know basic facilities like public toilets or they're they still fighting for food and shelter you know what, what's quite interesting and and no, thank you for mentioning what you've just mentioned. But um, what I realised was that there are actually roles within the transgender community, within LGBT community. They still they still assign very loosely and very fluid, but 
gender roles. Even though they're seen as, I guess, the, um, you know, the, 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 uh, I, there's a word that I'm trying to think of, but is it, even though they, they, they try to um, deviate from, um, you know, this sort of gender role um, approach, there is still an, ele an element at least of there being a gender role type structure within I mean, we the community. Well, yeah, we keep on going back to the idea of like, you know, the word role, the word structure, the word kind of falling and into an identity. Mm. I mean, are these, are these holding us back? Are we too hung up on the idea that you need you you know the obsession to pigeonhole people and the obsession to 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 figure someone out i think are we too hung up on the idea that Absolutely. you need to you know you like you said even with about paper you need to tick a box there needs to be a box to fill and are we are we too hung up on on that concept that we can't move on from it we need almost need to figure everyone out and we need to it's almost got to the point that do we need to figure out okay what are all of the gender options yeah. just so we can yeah. put you in one of them Absolutely. so we can figure you out well it's all about power it's it's all about identifying with whoever's you know whichever group is in power and obviously if you identify yourself as you know, basically be in positions somewhere where you, you don't have access to that power, well, then, you know, you kind of, you're living a life where you're constantly having to, to fight and redefine and empower yourself. Um, so I feel as though um, people are putting themselves or people are actually putting other people in, in, in boxes purely for that sense of survival, purely for that sense of competition, purely for trying to get ahead as as we mentioned in in previous um uh podcast series just so that they're able maybe to to have access to that power possibly. but then why do we you know why do we need those boxes because clearly that's you know clearly that basically says that our gender plays a massive part of who we are if we if we need to figure someone out so much you know it's the first question you get on like any questionnaire like what gender are you it's it's the first thing that people figure out about you are you a girl or are you a boy or do you not identify with either and it's the idea that like why is that still always the first question because we still it resonates massively on who we are and are we ever able to kind of get through this like state of flux with these still there like I know in so many things they're trying to be gen not genderless but as in like they're not asking you know what gender you are it's it you know should it even be a question anymore should it to move on from this should it still be important to answer your question and sorry to have to use the context of the corporate environment mm -hmm. but um, say for example you know um a, a business that's i don't know early stage is looking to obviously build and they're hiring um for a particular position um which is quite pivotal within that growth and that position is potentially or the candidate is a female mm -hmm. and she's of that age mm -hmm. I don't know what age that is of looking to possibly have children maybe mm -hmm. she's married already you know sometimes it's a very prejudicial approach to this sort of way of thinking but to that person hiring it will be seen or counted as a little bit of a negative mm. because then that company is going to have to think about okay so if she's on child number one, then child number two might come within a year or so. But given that she's a female, 
she would have to take maternity leave and they and they just sort of see that they attach the gender role of you know a mother needing you know x amount of of additional i don't know time um to to bring up and raise and nurture her family and it's viewed as negative but they need to do that because or they they have that opinion um because what they're doing is they're looking out for you know their you know their own survival but what i find most interesting is the complete counter like the polar opposite of that on the other side um is that in the workplace and i remember listening the other day about this is that to have children for men it gives them a massive advantage in the workplace because they're seen as more accountable they're seen as you know um more of a leader they can make better decisions and to be honest, if you're a guy with kids, you're more likely to get that promotion because that's how you're perceived. And I think that, you know, to change that perception, it's essentially you're going to have to change the roles of parents and what parents Absolutely. do. But the thing, yeah, we can't change that females are the one that get pregnant. I mean, essentially, that's it. There, there will be a time, even if you work up to the day of labour, you will still have to take time off to have the baby. Like, there will always be that part of your life that the the man yeah he you know he made the child but he's not the bearer of the child and he doesn't have to take a single day off in his life do you know it's interesting though but i i do often try to sort of look at you know the whole workplace and the, you know the 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 patriarchy um or the patriarchal patriarchal yeah, <laughs> system i think that's that it, that that exists right <laughs> um but, it, it, you know, again, it, it kind of boils down to, as you've just mentioned, a bit of biology. Mm-hmm. And um, we can't deny the fact that we um, have bodies that actually birth mm-hmm. human beings. Yeah. And we can't, in our minds, think it's it's conceivable for us to do that um tomorrow and then mm-hmm. go to work on Monday. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just not... we, we are assigned certain roles mm. to be able to procreate and nurture. And I think it also goes, I mean, yeah, you're right, it goes back to the biological makeup. Like men, and as much as it pains me, men are stronger than women. And you could be mm. a, a mm. lot, you could be like, you know, you could be very fit for a woman. But if in a fight in an alleyway, a, a man would most likely overpower you. Mm. And it's just biologically. Are we ever able to get away from those kind of societal roles? Because essentially it's part of our makeup. I I, mean, Kate, you've been very quiet. (laughs) Silently observing, thinking, ah! (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think it's it's not necessarily the roles themselves that are the issue. Mm -hmm. It's how they're applied. Mm -hmm. And who they get applied to. Mm -hmm. There's no reason. I know, you know, we're talking about gender roles, Mm -hmm. men's roles and women's roles. But I think it's how we deal with the attitude of men taking what were traditionally women's roles, mm-hmm. women changing men's roles, and how it suits that individual. Mm-hmm. Some women don't want to sort of go down what is traditionally a female gender role. Mm-hmm. Some men don't want to go down the male role. You have um, two men in a relationship. One of them may may adopt a female role or may not. And I, I think it's it's just very much... It is. It's totally down to the individual. And I think it's just addressing like people's attitudes to that and getting away from that, that just being a big deal. Yeah. 
I mean, mm. there, are, there are examples I know of, of men staying at home and looking after the children. Yeah. Whilst and the woman goes, goes out to work. And if that works for them, that's, that's awesome. But it's, yeah, it's just kind of shaken off the very old attitudes to do it, that you can't do anything differently. Mm. You know, you can still have the gender roles if people, you know, that's how people work. And like them, but they don't actually have to be applied to their original gender if you don't want them to. So, I mean, I think summing up this, this episode now, I think we've found that we can't get rid of gender roles. Yeah. They are, that they are quite literally there. We have genders and there will always be a role to fill. But I think what we can change and should want to change are the associations with these roles and the positive and negatives that we that we pair with them. And I think that's how we tackle this state of flux that we're in and that's how we tackle this, I suppose, identity crisis or that kind of defines this gender revolution. We can't get rid of gender. It's a battle. And it's, I wouldn't, it's not even necessarily a battle. It, it's, they are, gender is a thing and gender roles are a thing that will always play a part in our society. But yeah, it's how we react to them and how we deal with them. Thanks so much for listening. Please let us know your thoughts and carry on the discussion on social media at alpha omega underscore London. Please subscribe on whichever platform you listen on and leave us a review to carry on the protest.